Hello and welcome to the Travel Weekly Podcast. I'm Amy Keeley and on this episode I speak to silver travel queen Debbie Marshall and about whether the grey pound is showing signs of a slowdown, plus other key trends to look out for in the mature market. Hello Debbie, thanks for joining us on uh, the Travel Weekly Podcast. Hi Amy, my pleasure. So we're going to talk a bit about your latest industry report which was published at the end of January. Um, you had an event to, to launch it, didn't you? And I kept seeing on Twitter uh, this reference to WIPs. Now, what's that all about? Well, we like an acronym, a Silver Travel Advisor. And last year, we came up with Indies, I-N-D-Y, which is I'm Not Dead Yet. And oh, yes. Arses, I remember that. Almost Retired, Still Young. And Seenagers, which we enjoyed using. And this year, we uncovered WIPs, which is Women Who Are Hot, intelligent and in their prime. So we've uh, definitely one that uh, we've taken to using at Silver Travel. Um, but actually somebody came up to us, it was actually John Carter at the end of the event, and he said, I rather like whips, he said, but how about chips for the chaps? <laughs> That's perfect, so now we have whips and chips. <laughs> I think I prefer whips. And then you had the author, Cathy Lett, didn't you? This at, year, uh, yes. At this year's yeah. um, report launch and I liked her phrase adventure before dementia that's right well Cathy actually well couldn't be with us in person like the Oscars really oh, sorry, but, uh, she, wasn't but she broadcast okay. a super oh, video see. just for us from uh, Australia from Sydney Harbour wow. and uh, Cathy has just turned 60 or sexty as she <laughs> likes to call it she's uh, very unashamedly post-menopausal post-relationship and out to have some fun or as she puts it uh, so aptly adventure before dementia she wants to uh, what was her other expression oh yes to carp the hell out of DM and basically have some fun and she's really up for it. So is she an ambassador of yours then? or is she She's an not, she just got in touch um, as, as sometimes happens sort of uh, celebrities who are reaching a certain age and, and hear about us and asked if there was any way we could work together and as our event was coming up we encouraged her to, to put together a nice video and it, it went down really well. Good and lastly this is another one I heard I think you said this at a conference something about wearing glasses round your neck uh, is a sign that you want sex. Is uh, that, or is well, that being grossly exaggerated? It's, it's actually the reverse. Oh. <laughs> okay. It was um, uh, when, when I was started wearing glasses in my <laughs> 40s, I used to lose them all the time. And I'd have three or four pairs and I could simply never find them. And then uh, somebody introduced me to having them on a chain around your neck. And I thought, that is marvellous. What a great idea. I can pop them around my neck, pop them on, pop them off. You know, never going to lose them again. So I was, you know, happily you know, using this, this form of not losing glasses and I was sitting in a dentist waiting room and I picked up a magazine and it was talking about women's eyesight and, and you know, different types of glasses. And it said, you know, it was a thing, there was one thing to avoid is do not wear your glasses around your neck because it's a middle-aged woman's chastity belt. Oh, <laughs> That's so right. those glasses came off like you know a pair of sailor's trousers in a brothel I'll tell you they were you know never to be seen again was that ne- you know the, the chain around my neck so uh, yes and they're firmly on your head or your, your nose or, or lost I don't care but you know they're not going to be around my neck again but it's so practical having them around your neck I know isn't but it? you know we, we can't always think practical no that's no. true true it's the balance okay right now on to on to uh, the report so um, we covered this in Travel Weekly and it showed that the over 50s market are spending less on holidays certainly those that used to spend over 3k a year on all their holidays has come down quite quite drastically i think it's from 40 percent to 30 percent in the last year should we be worried is the gray pound 
kind well, of... Well, what's interesting is actually when you look at the, the market, we feel is polarised. So when you look at the luxury end, spending over 5,000, that actually is very stable. So there does seem to be you know, a really good proportion of people spending over 5,000 pounds a year and, and very happy to do so. Perhaps those who have got, you know, the... the, the um, equity release or the final salary pensions or have you know made provision and they're absolutely out there enjoying it what we've seen is a real increase in spending people spending less than a thousand pounds a year a big increase so people are still traveling and they're still spending but whether it is you know just uncertain times that we're in at the moment you know with brexit which is distorting the market you know we, we, you know yeah. the mantra for older people and we hear it time and time again is safety security and certainty and those are things that we don't have at the moment so it could be a question of the holding back they're waiting to see and there is a certain irony about it because um, you know it was actually the over 50s and especially the over 60s who voted for Brexit you know in, mm. their, in their drones yes, in their yes drones true. And, uh, you know and have the least amount of time to live with the impact but now they're not too happy with how it's you know evolving and the uncertainty mm. it's bringing they're perhaps you know looking more towards the UK for their breaks and, and just just holding off but I, I do believe it will come back okay. because um, I, you know the, the size of the demographic is increase, increasing the number of people turning 50 and 60 and 70 70 every, every week is greater than ever yeah. so I, I don't see it as a, a kind of long-term trend yeah the no. silver pound's not going to no, diminish no. Uh, significantly not, not, a, not in the short term longer the sh- term you know as the next generation comes through and may not be quite as wealthy because of changes in in pensions and, and later retirement age and the like and less equity in houses but not in the in the uh, the short to medium okay. term and is there anything you said um, the report found that yes there's more people spending under a thousand pounds so is there anything operators or agents should be doing to should they be promoting you know cheaper holidays to kind of attract those those well, over 50s we, 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 we see that the UK is really building as, as a market for the old, older people and I think there's a combination of reasons for that safety and security that I've just mentioned but but also you know a reluctance to go through airports once people become you know becomes more challenging for them um, the great value that the UK break offers the fantastic weather that we had last year there's, there's, there's lots of reasons for that um, should operators be you know just sorry, just to, to, to go to a different point, is that one of the um, th- questions that we asked in our survey was kind of what are the biggest influences on your holiday? And it's kind of co- company reputation, it's atoll bonding, it, it's uh, recommendation and referral. Those are the reasons that people book with a company and actually price came very low on the list. So yes, it know, did. Yeah, yes, it was true. actually one of one of the lower um, uh, options yeah. that was that yeah. was ticked. So it's not all about price. You know, certainly it's about value, but there are many other factors as okay. well. So value and, and security. Okay. And what are the other key findings from from the research? Well, we had a few kind of top takeouts. Um, one of the questions we asked for the first time was around uh, whether people use travel agents for um, what kind of bookings they would use a travel agent for. So whilst we found that for simple bookings, people tend to kind of do their own thing, um, when it comes to more complicated bookings, you know, for, for example, tours or multi-centre, it was, I think it was over 30%, yeah, 31%, said, 31% yeah. said uh, that they would go and use a travel agent because they want that personal advice, they want the reassurance, the hand holding the um, the bonding and the whole kind of security that goes around it and I found that really encouraging mm-hmm. that, that and we see that you know with um, the the 
articles I keep reading in Travel Weekly and elsewhere that, that you know, high street agents are booming, that, that personal service is key. And, and when I talk to some of the consortia, such as Advantage, you know, they are so strong at the moment. So we're kind of really echoing that. Good. Okay. Um, are there any sectors doing particularly well? I think beach holidays, you mentioned UK breaks, didn't you? But beach holidays are on the up as well. Yeah, beach holidays, um, certainly um, we've seen an increase up to 33% this year. Although actually, um, you know, we must be careful because you know we don't see in the older market it's all about fly and flop on the beach you know we are seeing a lot of trends towards um, culture and learning and um, discovering new things in older life rather than just simply being sedentary and you know mm. sitting sitting on a deck chair okay. so so I would you know whilst I think you know particularly things like winter sun um, beach holidays are, are very important I mean I was in Cyprus recently and you know it was it was so many silver travellers mm. there it was well, I went for a conference yeah. and it was just um, retired people exactly actually, and, and they are just enjoying relaxing yeah. but you'll also see them you know playing playing ball or, or, or um, uh, beach games um, going for walks yeah, um, doing excursions so they might consider it a beach holiday but actually when they get there they're actually doing stuff something they're not laying on the, the sunbed all day it's probably a bit of that but um, bit, oh, of course um, and solo travel is up more more mature people are traveling alone out of choice rather than because they're single um, I think that's been quite well well reported widely reported Single supplements are still a big gripe. Um, it's the number one gripe, I think, among yeah. solo travellers. Is there going to ever be any change or movement on that, do you think? I think that there's a really growing awareness of the gripe now, and we are seeing a lot of operators, cruise companies, touring, hoteliers, you know, who are really making an effort now to produce singles-only brochures, singles-only sections on their websites, to come in with late offers when they can see that, you know, perhaps with committed availability, that they can do a really competitive single offer. So I do think there's a movement towards it. I mean, there will always be, um, you know, that gripe, because if you want, you know, for example, a certain cruise on a certain date, and that's that is the only one and the single supplement is high you know you're going to have to pay it or else you can't go yeah but I think for those um, solo travelers who can be flexible um, then definitely you know there, there are more options mm. open to them if you just look at companies like um, you know, Riviera, Wendy Wu, Cox and Kings you know, these are all people who newly put out solos brochures saga are doing a lot more for singles okay. as well That's and good. of course com dedicated companies like just you um, and solos holidays you know they're yeah. constantly evolving their product yeah. i mean solos for example now have their um, hotels which are just for single okay. people in one one stop rather than a tour where people That's stay good. for a week okay. so as the demand grows then it, the product will be matched yeah, yeah. okay so, so going back about to um, when Silver Travel Advisor was set up in 2011. Um, you you had previously been working in travel a long time, hadn't you? you, you I was a veteran already. You were, you were <laughs> oh, that, that V word. But tell, tell us a bit about your career history. Where did you start out and where, where have you worked? So I started as a ski rep. Um, Crystal Holidays back in the mid-1980s and stayed out um, repping and other kind of roles. My career evolved within Crystal for, I think it was seven years in total, out in the Alps, which was fantastic. fantastic. And then came back, um, worked my way through the company in all sorts of different jobs. I think I actually ended up doing probably every job that there was in Crystal um, and eventually became Managing Director towards the end of the 90s. Um, left in the early 2000s um, and went um, and helped set up an airline, actually, 
which was very exciting, Zoom Airlines. Wow. Yeah, which was um, quite innovative. Yeah, it was, um, many people cost. can say they, they did that. Yeah, so that yeah. was exciting. Okay. Um, and then um, became part of um, a group that bought CV Travel, which is now, of course, CV Villas. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was in 2004, which was then sold to Kuoni in 2007. So it was coming up to my 50th birthday, when, um, which was in 2011. And just before that, I had felt that I had done quite a lot of different jobs through my career, but I never actually started something from scratch. And I could really see a gap in the market. Um, There were few factors that were involved in my decision. I could see that TripAdvisor was becoming fantastically popular, but didn't seem to differentiate in terms of the reviews. And it was really some chance conversations that um, led me to think that actually older people who who wanted to be able to trust a review didn't know who it had been written by. So that really, by by looking at that and also other research, I felt that if we could create a kind of place, a sort of melting pot of high quality information, advice and reviews by peers that could be trusted and, and kind of build ourselves into a kind of publishing company, then, then maybe there'll be an opportunity there. Brilliant. And how many members have you, have you got now? We've just passed 100,000. Oh, amazing. Congratulations. Really yeah, real landmark. So um, no, that's really exciting. I mean, it's taken us you know, the best part of eight years to get there. But every single person of that 100,000 has individually put themselves onto the website and joined up so it takes time but it's a very high quality database and then we've got about 43,000 on Facebook as well social media hugely important to us really? we actually have two people now dedicated to that because as our survey shows um, <laughs> the over 50s not only are one of the fastest growing demographics on Facebook but they're on it pretty much every day several times a day they have the time to spend they enjoy the, the company and the socialization and they're now using it as a way to research holidays yeah. and get ideas and offers brilliant okay and and you do a magazine as well you publish a magazine sorry yeah. um, it's twice a year that's right Silver and Traveller goes, Silver Traveller and that goes out to your to our members, your members. Yeah. you have the report that you issue every January once a year once yeah. a year um how do you see the the brand evolving have you got plans for other projects the magazine actually was um almost by chance we started as a digital business but uh, it quickly became evident that actually a lot of the over 50s and over 60s still love print so we, we developed the magazine and actually there's a new and exciting um evolution development for the magazine coming up soon is that we're partnering with advantage and there will be a new edition of it which will go out um, and be distributed through advantage agents Brilliant. Uh, which is very exciting so we're will just that take that. some of the existing content that you would put out in the magazine but then tweaking it for exactly. an Asian audience exactly okay. yes it yeah. will it will be um, repurposed some of the content yeah. and there will be different advertisers but essentially you know it will be the silver traveller just okay. looking a little different Great. So, when's, so that, when's that coming out that's coming out in the spring oh, just right. very very okay. soon which is really exciting so um, we also have our silver travel awards yes in um, June in June so and that will be our fifth year of doing them where we celebrate the very best um, for the over 50s and obviously travel weekly is our trade partner yeah. in that which is really exciting and it's a consumer award um, we had over 100,000 votes last year. We have uh, 20 categories. And we also have the Silver Eye Award, which is for innovation um, by travel companies in the over 50s market. So we invite companies um, to submit their applications of, of something that they've developed in the last 12 months that is really relevant to an older market. First time we did it last year, and we had some great entries and yeah. some really good winners. So we're developing that again this year. Okay. And it's a judged award. Okay. And where, where are the events taking place this year? This year, we are holding it at after. Lovely. It's always in a nice venue, isn't it? You've yeah. got some quirky places. Madame Two Swords. That's right. I think it's my favourite. Yeah, and the um, National Portrait yeah, Gallery last yeah. year. And, um, Transport, and Museum. Transport Museum. Yeah, and, yeah. and also um, Natural History Museum. So we try and make it 
as much about the venue and the theme as the awards um, and, and building some exciting new kind of surprises each year. And we've got a few things up our sleeve. Brilliant. Going back to Advantage, do you, am I right in thinking you've done some training with, with members as well? Yes. So Jane Silk, yes. um, who, who does that for you. Yeah, she heads up our, our research and training division. Um, and uh, the training with Advantage, we did a lot um, last year in 2018. We did... Um, uh, classroom training um, down in, in central London but also in Manchester and we're also developing a whole online training accreditation scheme where agents will be able to go through different modules and at the end of it get a, a silver travel accreditation which they can then display in their shop and then become one of our accredited agents okay. so that's something we're working on. Brilliant, is, is it an exclusive partnership or are you looking to work with other consortia as well? Uh, it's exclusive with Advantage, they, they approached us and we've worked very hard on it with them, I mean I can't say what will happen in the future, but we're really, you know, we, we want to work um, closely with Advantage and we're very much enjoying it. Okay, brilliant. Okay, just to, to round off, um, your site um, is for the over 50s. Older people are fitter and, and healthier uh, these days. Um, and many are, many of those that are in their 50s are more like maybe they're in their 40s. You know, I'm thinking of my, my mum and my nan's generation here. So would you consider changing the age parameters? Do you think you'll need to kind of go right to the over 60s web, website? Or That's a good question. Um, we've, we've been going for eight years and the people who joined us eight years ago, like all of us, are now eight years older and they're kind of getting older with us. Um, I mean, we, we listen very carefully to our members. You know, they can contact us easily. We, we're, you know, we're very personal. It's, um, and we get a lot of feedback. You know, if we have a comma missing in a newsletter, believe me, you know, they let us know. You know, it's, uh, they're very quick. And we have never had that specific feedback. But it's something that, that we'll certainly look at, you know, whether or not we need to, to raise the, the, uh, the, the kind of line at which, you know, you become a silver traveller. Mm. I mean, to be honest, people tend to sort of self-identify. You know, somebody who's 50 would probably look at our site and say, oh, actually, it's not for me. But at a certain point a few years later I might say oh, actually I really like the information on there and actually there's a great statistic um, in our report which is that um, in 1918 you were as likely to have a living mother as in 2018 to have a living um, grandmother so that is amazing in a hundred years yeah, that, that you know how, how basic longevity means that, that we've all got so many more years yeah. to look forward to which can only be a good thing and actually one of the um, Parts of the presentation that I did um, was about how 90 is the new 70. Wow, so 20 years, <laughs> 20 years down. Okay, brilliant. Thank you very much for coming in. Thank and, you, uh, enjoyed we'll speak it. Soon. Thanks for listening and thanks again to Debbie for taking the time to speak with me. On the next episode, we have Northern Irish agent and owner of the highly successful Oasis Travel, Sandra Corkin. That's out on February the 21st. Don't forget, you can subscribe to this and all our other episodes on the Apple Podcast app.